0: Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast. We will be exploring one of the best experiences that we've ever had today, and that was the Copa Libertadores final in 2014 between Nacional of Paraguay and San Lorenzo of Argentina. As I mentioned last week, we used a website called Soccerway.com Soccerway.com are very, very good at having pretty much every single football league you can think of, up and down, in and around the world, cup competitions, etc. And also having the fixture times, dates, when the games are being played, etc. etc. After coming off of our, our football binge in Brazil, we slowly made our way down south. So we started in Rio de Janeiro. And we were there for six weeks, slowly made our way down to Sao Paulo, Florianopolis and over to Foz do Ograsio to see the the falls there, the waterfalls. Now, in Florianopolis, we were reined in at the hostel for a day and we checked out soccerway.com. And what we didn't realise, but we soon will come to realise quite quickly, was that... The Copa Libertadores, so that's the South American equivalent of the the Champions League here in Europe. They were coming to the final stages of their competition, and they had the the semi final games had been announced, and also the the dates of the final had been announced as well. At all the dates, times of kickoffs, etc. All of this had been pre done. And this was still in the days where the final was two-legged. Nowadays, I think it's a one-off game, but yeah, these were two-legged games. And we looked at the teams, and I think there was one semi-final was San Lorenzo versus, I don't know who they were, but they were quite far away. And the other one was, I believe, uh, Nacional of Paraguay against some team from Uruguay, I think. So we looked at that. And we looked at where Florianopolis was on the map and we said, you know, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to keep an eye out here because if Paraguay, the Paraguay team get through, we could actually feasibly make it to the capital, Asunción. We, we can make it to the capital here. We, we might be in a position to try and get tickets. Okay, great. So we've done that. Had some time in Florianopolis, went over to Foz de Iguaçu, and... From there, we decided, as part of our route anyway, we were going to go into Paraguay anyway. So we, we'd gone into Paraguay, we'd gone into a place called Ciudad del Este, which is City of the East. An interesting place, to say the least. What I will say, and this, it took us two days to realise, that if you go from Foz de Iguaçu and you go into Ciudad del Este, there is a time difference. Uh, We didn't figure that out until for about 48 hours that there's a time difference. So we we wondered what was going on. And (laughs) that would explain it because we didn't realise that the clocks had gone back. Happy days. So we are in Ciudad de Este And again, we checked Soccerway.com. The Paraguay team had got through. They're in the final. They're going to be playing San Lorenzo of, of Argentina. And the game was... You know, next week and the first game was at the, I think it's the Estadio del Defensores or something along that line. Anyway, it's the national stadium in Paraguay, and that's in Asuncion. So we quickly booked. We quickly booked a hostel uh, for Asuncion because San Lorenzo fans are a bit nuts. They will travel in their numbers and they're very passionate people. So th- again, what I want to point out from this, this wasn't planned we hadn't planned this. This wasn't a case of, we're going to go out, we're going to see a of Limited OS West final. This was a, a wonderful case of right place, right time. Great. So we get on the bus and we go to a central. Book we booked the hostel. We turn up at the hostel. And the first thing the woman says, when we say we're English, the first thing the woman says, do you like football? I mean, it's the Pope Catholic, is what I felt like saying. But, <laughs> you know, yes, Love football. Well, she said, oh, well, there's a big game in a few days' time. National are playing San Lorenzo. It's a Copa Libertadores final. Uh, tickets go on sale on Sunday. This is this is where to get the tickets from. Uh, okay, great. Thank you very much for the information. And she said, there's also a game on tonight at the same stadium, and there's also a game on tomorrow night. So if you do fancy going, here, here are the teams, these are the games. As you can tell from the tone of this podcast... Apart from one one element of it, there's not a lot of information about the games. We went to a game that, that evening just to do a bit of recon of the stadium, how to get there, etc. And that game was a terrible, terrible game. I think that finished 0-0. We went back the following night just for fun, just because we could. That game, I think one of the teams, Olympia, uh, they won 2-0, I think. And that again, that was good fun, not bad. And the day after that was ticket ticket day. Cop a little bit to do final. Let's get some tickets. So we've been told that we needed to go to... This was where the ticket office was. Tickets were on sale at 8 o'clock in the morning. And this was a Sunday. Get in line. Not a problem. You'll get the tickets. Easy. Okay. First of all, we are absolutely hanging. We've had a heavy night before. We are... Com- comatose is an understatement. We drag ourselves out of bed because we go, look, let's not, let's try and get tickets for this. It's about 30 degrees, it's roasting, it's it's blissfully sunny. We're hanging and we join this queue, which I mean, it goes on for blocks and blocks and blocks. Understandably, so the game, you know, the stadium holds about 40, 45,000 people. That you know, they've only just made the final, so there's no prior ticket arrangements as such. So everyone's, you know, understandably. It's their chance to see their team, or even, as we found out, other people from Paraguay had, you know, it's a chance to see one of their teams in a major final, so they've queued up to get tickets. Thankfully, there's a street vendor selling coffee in the morning, so we had a coffee, and we're in the queue for a little while, and not a lot's happening. We're shifting, you know, a little bit of a shuffle, but we're not making a big, you know, a big dent in the queue. Must be about an hour in, and we're standing there. We're just having the chat, and police officer walks past, looks at us, and, and we, you know, we stand out because of our skin colour. We stand out, you know, not not a lot of other white people there, so we. It's obvious we're tourists. Police officer took one look at us and said, "Where, where are we from?" And we said, oh, "We're in, yeah, you know, we're English. We're here for tickets. We'd love some tickets." That's all we said. And the police officer, in effect, there was a couple of them, I think they had guns as well, so a bit intimidating. They've just turned around and said, come with us. So, OK, fine. We're a bit hungover at this stage. We don't really care. We're, we're now following the police officers. But we're now following the police officers to the front of the queue. And all, all the locals, you know, I think a couple of them, you know, looked, you know, a couple of looked at us and they weren't too happy uh, that we were being marched to the front of the queue. But that, it is what it is plenty of tickets to go around. So we've effectively been frog-marched to the front of this queue. And the the police officer, our Spanish is not that great at this time, and again, we're hungover. Police officer said, you know, we don't often get tourists here or foreigners here to watch football. You know, please, we want to put you at the front of the queue. And he physically took us straight to this ticket booth and uh, this woman's looking at us in a very perplexed way she's looking through the the glass we're looking at her we're thinking love we just want some tickets she's looking at us thinking holy shit there's white people here this is <laughs> this is very interesting a uh, police officer you know went on his way we said thank you very much to him and uh, she said where are you from i said i'm oh, from england she said do you have your passport i was like, yes you know we we were advised to take our passport just in case So we we gave this woman a a passport and her eyes lit up like 4th of July. Incredible scenes. She's looking at our passports. Uh, Clearly, she's never seen such a thing before, never seen a a British passport. And our passports, bless them, this woman's looked at our passports. Her face is lit up like 4th of July. She is absolutely loving this, that she gets to sell some tickets to gringos. And our passports went round the whole office. Everyone was having a good look at our passports and everyone was smiling. You know, just I think the absolute sheer novelty for for these people that there had been some some English people who had turned up and they wanted to go watch a game of football in their country. And our passports went round the whole office. I think actually we even got a free coffee out of it as well from memory. So we got another coffee. She was loving it. The office were loving it. Everyone was smiling. We were giving our tickets. You know, we said thank you to the police officer. We said thank you to the uh, the woman behind the counter as well. And it was, uh, number one, that queue jump was fantastic. Thank you to the police officer that done that. And it, it was just wonderful. We almost treated like royalty uh, just because, you know, we have to be foreigners there wanting to watch uh, a game of football. So that was good fun. That was the most, the second most memorable aspect of of, of that, the game itself—it was a night game. It, it finished one-one, but it's notable for—it's well, notable for three things. Number one, one of our mates that we met there—he—he um, he had to get tickets off the black market, and we were in separate stands. So he was standing behind the goal with the ultras, but he had bought his ticket and we were told that the police officer the security wouldn't let him in because they wanted a bribe to let him in and he was fuming about this for for days he was livid that he had to pay a, a fine to get in and we said to him well how much how much did the police officer ask you for And he said oh, it's 10,000 gurani. is that right it's like mate that's, that's 1 pound <laughs> 50 he was like you know it's 1 pound 50 it's not a big deal and he was like Oh yeah, well yeah, but it's a principle. Such a British response. Secondly, actually, aside just talking of price, I have to point out this is a major final in South America. It's the equivalent of our Champions League. We've got tickets just before the game, and where there's you know they they, they love the fans over there. So there's a bit of media, but not a ridiculous amount. I just want to point out that we paid the equivalent of five pounds per ticket. I just want—I just want to point that out because we get shafted a lot in Europe with a lot of things. Ticket prices being one of them. This ticket, and I appreciate this is 2014. This ticket, five pound per ticket. I—I I don't know what was better, but five pound a ticket, I—I I can live with that. Just want to point that out. Now, before the game, it's a night game. Before the teams come out, uh, lots of celebrations. It's great that a Paraguayan team's there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've never seen so much toilet roll launched onto a field of play in my life. The the banners that went across behind the golf and the ultra section and all the toilet paper that came down were just remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. The atmosphere itself in the game was good. San Lorenzo took up about 25% of, of the stadium. They had all their fans chanting and singing behind one goal. The game itself, not a great game. San Lorenzo with a much better team. They take the lead in the second half. They go 1-0 up. Their fans are going crazy. Nacional aren't doing too much. 90th minute. We're in injury time. San Lorenzo have a chance, goes out for a goal kick. Goalkeeper gets the ball. He launches it up the field. A Nacional player headers the ball on and the striker has got in behind the defender. And without thinking... He has just hit this ball. He's hit this ball cleanly. It's gone into the back of the net. I said last week, and I said for the rangers Celtic game, I have never, hands down, ever, heard a noise like I heard that night at a game of football. Never. Out of nowhere, San Lorenzo were better. They... We're winning one 0 They deserve to win. Out of nowhere, National have gone route one, as we call, up the field, headed the ball on. This guy's back of the net, thumped it in the back of the net. This stadium goes absolutely wild. People are hugging each other. People are kissing each other. I've even taken my shirt off and I'm throwing it around my head, just you know, like every other crazy person's doing. The noise, just no words for it, gives me goosebumps thinking about it now. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. If I ever hear a noise like that again, at a game of football, then something's gone right in life because you're never going to replicate that. And that's where the memories come from. What I take away from a lot of the stuff we're talking about with, you know, predominantly football related. But other, th- other key things to take away from this would be that sometimes it's about being in the right place at the right time and you, you can't control that. Sometimes you do get that luck. You're in the right place at the right time. Secondly, when you do find out you're in the right place at the right time, it's then about taking action. You've got to take the right action. And thirdly, enjoy the experiences when they come. You never know what exactly they're going to be. Some things, you know, you might plan something out and it might turn out terrible. Let's go back to Costa Rica against England um, in the World Cup. We'd planned that quite well. But because of external factors, it, yeah, it didn't turn out to be great. Whereas this wasn't overly planned. We, had, we didn't set out to go and watch the Copa Libertadores final. We didn't, that wasn't on the to-do list. At right place, right time. We showed flexibility to then go to a Suncheon, and we were rewarded with not not even a great game, but number one that last minute equaliser that again is a noise I've never heard before, we'll probably never hear quite again. And when we speak to people, you know, we yeah you know, we could turn around and say, hey, do you know what? You know, we were at a copper Libertadores final, and the story that comes with it you know, trying to obtain the tickets, being frog-marched to the front of the queue to get preferential treatment to get these tickets, £5 ticket, you know, that's the thing that makes the story. And that's what we're trying to, you know, show and and tell with, with with these podcast episodes, especially when it comes down to, you know, yes, quite a few of them revolve around some form of football, but there's a lot of stories that go with it, not just the game itself. So hopefully... You know, you take some enjoyment out of this. And it, it was a, a truly wonderful experience. Sad note, though, Nacional lost the game the following week 1-0. So San Lorenzo became Libertadores champions. I have to say, over the balance of two legs, they, they did deserve it. But it would have been nice to see Nacional win that competition. It is what it is. So if you've ever heard a noise in a football stadium or any arena like that, let us know. Contact us on the socials, please do. And as ever, head over to iTunes. Please leave us a review of the podcast. It really helps get the name out there as well. Uh, We are thoroughly enjoying all of these episodes that we're doing. So thank you very, very much for that. Until next time. Uh, where we will be back in the cold, dark depths of Europe. We'll be looking at Vienna and Bratislava and rejogging our memories from what was an incredibly cold trip next week. Until next time, hasta luego.